Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. Nice to have a little reprieve from that winter blast. We had a good meeting here on Monday. You know, with the forecast, I thought, oh boy, we're going to be eating pork chops till the 4th of July. But we had a really good sized crowd. Glad to see all of you that turned out. For those uh, crop tech customers who couldn't make it, Zach does have the meeting up on the website. You know, you'll need to call in and get an access code to watch it. But I encourage you to spend the time and, and um, keep up with the rest of the group as far as taking that meeting in. Our first meeting, uh, we spent a lot of time on one subject, the subject of nitrogen. Digging deep into the four R's. We talked about nitrogen on the planter. We talked about nitrogen applied with a coulter and Y drop and every row and every other row. We not only talked placement, we looked at timing and products like the AMS and urea and 28 and 32% ATS and anhydrous. We spent a considerable amount of time talking about the topic of the right rate. You know, I've said uh, of the four R's, timing and placement are more important than rate. You can overapply nitrogen, but if it's not there when the plant needs it, nitrogen can still be your limiting factor. So while timing and placement are more important than the rate, uh, the rate is still has to be right. Getting the right rate but missing on the timing will lead to a disappointing outcome. Getting the timing and placement right with the wrong rate will lead to a disappointing yield or wasted product that could end up in the environment. Picking the right rate is no easy feat. At CropTech, we look at realistic yield goals for each management zone, which of course is established by the yield map history. We look at population in the zone, which is set up by the zone's water holding supply and the hybrid's ear flex type. We look at the zone's ability to produce nitrogen, which of course is a combination of organic matter and ISNT levels. And now we're starting to look at hybrid characteristics as well. Then we implement a VRT application to match up the zone's needs to the zone application. In season, we call audibles on the line with nitrate testing to keep a track of the soil's inventory as well as tracking what the season's weather is doing to our best laid plants. Especially paying attention to the zones that we consider high risk. I can tell from the front of the room looking out that some of you are thinking, Ferry, you sure make this nitrogen thing complicated. I wish it was easy. In my some 30 years career, I've spent more time on this one nutrient than all the rest of them put together. That gives you an idea how important it is. What we've learned is it's not easy to get this all right. It must be managed as a systems approach. I wish it was as easy as punching in your zip code, price of nitrogen, price of corn to get a good nitrogen rate. All we achieve there is a good average, meaning we're over applying as many times as we're under applying. As crop tech customers, you're better than that, and we have the technology to get closer. One might say, well, couldn't we just apply a little extra for insurance and eliminate all this work? As a crop tech customer, you know our opinion on this. We want enough nitrogen to achieve top yield with the least amount of effect on the environment. The more responsible we are, the more we can de defend our practice to the public.
As you know, we pay attention to what's happening in the country in the area of nutrient regulation. One thing that you should be aware of uh, is what is known as the Lake Erie Bill of Rights. On February 26th, the citizens of Toledo will vote to amend the city charter. The ballot will include what is called the Lake Erie Bill of Rights. If this charter amendment passes, it gives Toledo residents, residents the ability to sue farms, businesses, and governor, government entities in the northern Ohio Lake Erie watershed. Toledo residents, or the city itself, could sue on behalf of Lake Erie for the lake's sake. The lake's sake basically saying the right to exist, flourish, and naturally evolve. Now, no doubt, this is a mess in the making. A lot of money wasted in lawsuits with only lawyers winning. It would change farming as we know it in the Lake Erie watershed and soon a watershed near you. For people who truly don't understand how complicated this issue is to manage, it doesn't make sense. Um, that the other side is doing this or doing that. But the people who truly do understand it and understand how complicated it is, they understand that we need to work together to solve this issue. Farmers understand that we have to feed 9.8 billion people by 2050. City municipalities have to find a place for these 9.8 billion people to live and handle the waste that they produce. People who don't understand this just point their finger at the other side. The Lake Erie problem is different than the attempted lawsuit that was filed in Iowa two years ago. In Iowa, it was about nitrates in the water, which is a water drinking problem or water quality problem for drinking the water. Lake Erie has an algae problem. To have an algae problem, you need both nitrates and phosphorus in the lake. As we know here in Illinois from water sampling that's been done, more than 50% of the phosphorus in our water comes from municipalities and urban runoff, meaning our city cousins carry as much to blame as agriculture. I expect this is true for Lake Erie. With Toledo, Cleveland, Erie, Buffalo, and Detroit on its shores. This play by Toledo to get themselves in a position to sue the watershed to help finance sewage and water treatment upgrades could backfire. If every farmer in the watershed who enjoys uh, what Lake Erie has to offer and thinks that it should be able to flourish decides to sue the city of Toledo for allowing municipal waste to make it into the lake, it would amount to the city of Toledo and environmental groups suing farmers and farmers suing the city and maybe every individual who flushes a toilet in Toledo. If the citizens in Toledo knew they were 50% of the problem and that by voting for this amendment, they could be sued by anyone who not only uses the lake but decides to sue for its right to flourish, they would probably vote different. We will follow this process as it evolves, but no matter how it comes out, 
Until we get some attitude changes and start working together, this is going to continue to be a bigger and bigger mess. For attitudes to change, there needs to be increased education at all levels. As CropTech customers, you need to help educate people who don't understand how complicated this process is. If you are one of those farmers who thinks our nitrogen management is too complicated and too much work, it's time to step it up. If we do diligence now, it may eliminate the challenges of farming with the liability of a lawsuit hanging over our head. I'll get off my soapbox there. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.